0: It is the Ringer NFL show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Kevin Clark. Great show today. A crossover episode. Ryan Shazier, Danny Kelly, and Nora join me to ask and answer the most pressing questions for the rest of the year. Seahawks defense, Chiefs comebacks. Why aren't we talking more about the Steelers? And would an NFC East super team win the NFC?
1: This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that.
2: Shop delivery or pickup options near you at Ordermodello.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
0: It is the Ringer NFL Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Kevin Carr. Joined today, all star cast: Ryan Shazier, Danny Kelly, prince Princeciotti. What's going on, guys? How are you doing? Yo. How are you doing? Uh, I am excited to get to this episode. It's going to be really fun. It's very simple premise. Biggest questions left in the season. Okay? Uh, we all came up with two. A couple fun ones. A couple serious ones. But we'll get started here. Uh, I guess it, mine's on the top of the list here, so we'll just go here. Is this Seahawks defense good enough to make a deep playoff push? Ryan Shazier, you know defense better than anybody here. Danny Kelly knows the Seahawks better than anybody here, but Ryan Chazier, I'll start with you. This Seahawks team has to do what to make the Super Bowl?
3: Yeah, defense definitely has to step up. You know, uh, with with Jamal Adams back in the mix, you know they're starting to play a little bit better. But I, I don't yeah. trust them. I really don't trust them. You know, uh, it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of of uh, of the Chiefs last year. And the reason I yeah. say this is because at the beginning of the, like during during the regular season, people didn't really trust their defense, but their defense stepped up. Like they would need their defense to step up on the level of the Chiefs last year for them to go on some type of run, but I don't think that they have the pieces to do it. Me first. Yeah,
0: I, it, it's so weird because you know I was just looking today. Bobby Wagner is graded out as the best linebacker in football. They obviously traded for Jamal Adams. I mean, there are pieces there that are interesting. You know, Carlos Dunlass giving them a little bit, uh, but. They just need basic competence to make the Super Bowl, I think, because their offense is just so good. Danny, I'll I'll send this to you because you're obviously the Seahawcologist <laughs> of the group here. What, yeah. What's the path here? What is the what is the path to basic competence? Now, I think their record is going to be maybe better than it than the team suggests because they still have NFC East games to go. We'll get to the NFC East in a little bit. But That's what true, happens? Yeah. What happens if on Jan- what happened on January 20th or whatever it is, and when we're talking about the Seahawks making the Super Bowl to that defense?
1: Yeah, so I think a couple, like, dominoes have to fall for them to kind of, like, get it all together. Number one, and I I said this when they were playing the the Cardinals, I think it was, or a couple weeks ago, the defense feels like they they heard about blitzing, and they're like, (laughs) awesome, we should try this. This sounds fun. Like, this sounds cool. Because they're just, they've been so blitz-heavy, but it's been mostly ineffective, I think. Like, obviously, you know, you see Jamal Adams has made a few plays, but overall... Um, the way yeah. that they've kind of like covered in the back end on these blitzes has just been really bad. So, well, he's um, also he's,
0: he was leading the team in pressures going into last Thursday night, which is a really bad sign. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no, he's like a he's all pro, he's like it, a pass, like. pass rush linebacker yeah. or something like that. But right, exactly. Um, so I think they need to figure out their pass rush a little bit and, and kind of figure out who they are. I think because the way that they were blitzing that blitz heavy scheme, I just don't think it was working for them. It does help to get Carlos Dunlap, I think. They're going to get Daryl Taylor, their rookie second rounder, at some point here in the next couple of weeks, and he might like be at at, at maybe a best, of, like a rotational guy that they can bring in on third downs. Um, and I think overall, just their secondary needs to get healthy. Uh, Shaquem Griffin, or Shaquille Griffin, I should say, has been out with a hamstring yeah. for I think the last four games. That hasn't helped. Their depth has been hurt. I, I honestly do think they have uh, some pretty good players in their secondary. They just need to like gel or something. Like that if it just isn't working what they're doing. So um I don't know. I am with I'm with Ryan though. Like the, the word I don't trust them <laughs> yeah. really rings true. Like I just don't trust them at this point.
0: Nora, do you trust the Seahawks?
2: I trust no one. I, I trust I no one. And here's 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 the bad news. We're just not gonna know, right? Because right. they've got the Eagles, Giants, Washington, Jets. Week 16
3: yeah.
2: Rams Seahawks. That's probably our best bet. Maybe. I, I feel like we're going to find out in, about game, where in the are. divisional
3: round. That's the rest of the schedule. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. It's, it's so they, like, it's a great, <laughs> they held the Cardinals have a good offense. They held them to a season low 314 yards total when they played. I think it's quite possible that if they, I think maybe they'll go back to letting Adams be a little bit more of a coverage player because it seems like even though he can get pressure because he's such a good player, it doesn't actually help them all that much if they <laughs> they sacrifice what he can do on the back end. But we're just, we're not going to know. Like, we're going to go into the playoffs with them just being like, okay, well, mm-hmm. do your best out there, guys. Yeah. And in the NFC, I think that's fine. Like, they can win any game that they're in. But mm-hmm. if we're looking for some confidence in them i just don't i mean unless they totally shut down the rams or something i don't know what signal they're going to be able to give before the end of the regular season that everything's good now
3: to me it's like everybody didn't know what y'all were getting before y'all got jamal adams though it's like yeah he he was a blitzer like he always that was like he brings pressure he wasn't like a super great guy in coverage like he's good in coverage but So, like, y'all are asking him to get away from what he's great at, you know? So, and then Danny started talking about rotational guys, and we're talking about deep runs. So, I don't, I don't know how this is going to work. (laughs)
2: how it's going to work is just russell wilson throwing five touches exactly exactly that's that's how this is going to work
0: exactly ryan i want to ask you because i think that there's a narrative over the past five six years especially when you know limited training camp all that stuff the defenses get better late in the year especially the seahawks we've seen that before we've seen that with the patriots for where where Pete carroll or 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 bill belichick they understand that december is when you need to peak or whatever it is then you, you get better by by january now, my, I guess my question is, how much better can a defense get late in the season? Why does the defense get better? You know, there, I'm Danny, I'm sure you saw the stories this week that they had accountability meetings and all that stuff. I think that's yeah. mostly yeah. a little bit of hocus-pocus. But when you're talking about actually tangibly getting better, Ryan,
3: how does it happen and how much better can a defense get at this stage of the year? Um, honestly, for pretty much every defense, it, it can be the worst defense in the league. The sky is always the limit for a defense because once you get in the groove of understanding that you can slow somebody down and understand that, hey— All right, this work like the coaches understand this this scheme works for these these guys. Um, the sky's the limit, you know, uh, because the defense, like for instance, our defense last year they kind of started off a little slow. Then Minka came and then he turned the whole defense around, and you know, and obviously Jamal was out for a little while, Griffin was out for a while. So once they start getting pieces back together and they start practicing and understanding, all right, this guy is really good at covering this guy is good at blitzing and they really understand it and then they just stick to that is that's, that's a way a lot of teams get better. But when you're still trying to figure out what everybody is good at, at the end of the year, that's when it's, it's hard for you to be, be successful. Like Mm. a lot of, a lot of really good defenses, they know what each player brings to the table and you don't really have to search for that in the playoffs. But when you're still searching for that and it's week 14, 15, now it's, 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 that's not a recipe for a good defense. Yeah, uh, Ryan, you have a question about the Chiefs. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so my question is: obviously, we all know that the Chiefs are a uh, high-powered offense, but how long will this last? With the Chiefs always coming from behind to win, I don't think this can last like like as much as it did last year. I I, I don't. To me, I just it's going to catch up to them, especially in the playoffs. I feel like one of these teams in the playoffs, especially with some of the good offenses, uh, if they keep coming from behind, it's gonna bite them in the butt. They're not gonna have enough time left, so. Nora?
2: So we've talked about this a little bit, you and I, Kevin. I, I with any other team, I would be right there with you, Ryan. I just, Mahomes is inevitable.
3: Like. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna say inevitable, <laughs> you, it but. It just
2: never feels <laughs> like he's out. I, I can't bring myself to be like, like, did, did you feel like they were gonna lose that game against the Raiders?
3: No, I knew they were going to win. But the thing is is was, <laughs> like no, I I I thought they were going to lose, but the Raiders gave them way too much time. Like they gave them way too much time. Yeah. Um, but I just I really thought that it was going to be a different situation. I think in the playoffs, the Raiders are a good team, but in the playoffs, like for instance, the Steelers are pinning up points just like the Chiefs are right now. Right. Um, and there's and there's some other teams that are playing really good uh football right now. So I I just don't know, man, because the Raiders, their defense was always a little suspect, but yeah. when they st- when they go against a team that has a good offense and a pretty decent defense, I, I don't I don't know if it's going to happen again this year. You know, I, I it, the, last year, you know, Mahomes is the guy, but a team's going to be like, hey, we're not going to give you back the ball, you know, and in two yeah. minutes left, and if if you don't get back the ball with two minutes left, you lose the game. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like some teams, they do a good job of just keeping the ball away from them, you know. So, I. I I don't know, I don't I don't think they can do it again this year coming back from behind 10 14 points in the second half, 21 points in the second half and win the Super Bowl. I just I don't see it.
2: So the first Raiders game that the Raiders won was a really good example of yeah. how you beat beat the Chiefs which was they controlled time of possession, they intercepted Mahomes once it was uh yeah. until the second Raiders game his only interception of the season and then they were able to get get pressure without yeah. blitzing. The problem is that's just a that's how you beat any good quarterback, right? like if if yeah. all of those things go well, you probably have a decent chance in a game. Yeah. I still look at the chiefs and see how good their passing offense is and then look at their defense and say, like, okay, they can have games, and they're pretty good against the pass, and I would rather trust that plus just Mahomes than pretty much any other kind of makeup of a Super Bowl contender.
3: No, 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 I, I, I totally see them as a Super Bowl contender. I totally see them as a team that you want, like, if it's going back and forth, the Chiefs are going to win. But I'm saying if a team jumps out on them in this third quarter and they're down 17, like, everybody's like, oh, the Chiefs are going to come back. Like, and I, I feel like I don't know if that's going to happen this year, especially because obviously they're used to doing it, but some teams are just going to, are going to start do, getting better at just selling games, you know? Sure.
2: They've had fewer of the explosive plays this year. And I think, like, I've been very much on the side that that's not a big deal if Mahomes is just not going to throw picks. But what I do think it does is they're playing fewer games that are just like completely dictated on their terms. Like, they used to be in those games all the time where it was just like a track meet. And maybe the sort of hidden cost of that is they're not necessarily forcing the envelope and making teams play the way that they want to play games quite as often.
3: No, I, I, I agree.
2: I, I, I think there's,
0: so obviously Mahomes last year and the Chiefs became the first team in history to have three double digit comebacks in single postseason. And obviously, again, the best way to, to win a game is to never trail by 24 points. But the second best <laughs> way is to be able to score points really quickly, okay? And that's, that's what they're built to do. And it's interesting to me because Andy Reid was criticized for two decades for not being able to do game management. And then the, the the short way out of that was just get a quarterback who can just get you out of any situation. And I guess my question, Ryan, is how many teams, because we saw it obviously with Tennessee, we saw it with Houston, and then we saw it with San Francisco, where they, they, they were not built to stop Mahomes in the fourth quarter. We saw that. How many teams in the NFL right now can slam the door shut if
3: they're up 10 points? Is it just the Steelers? Mm, uh, let me see. I'm a... If they're up, like for instance, if I think if Green Bay is up 10, it'll be hard. If yep. the Colts are up 10, it will be hard. Yep. Um uh, the Rams what about Tampa No. I don't no. trust Tampa right now. <laughs> I don't trust Tampa right now, especially with no. especially with uh Tom and Arians, they're like like Arians is just attacking him lately. I don't trust yep. them. Um, what about New Orleans? New Orleans, I don't think I, I don't think no. the Chiefs will come back on New Orleans. But oh, New Orleans with Drew Brees. Not New Orleans right. with uh Right. Not yeah, yeah with, with Drew Brees. Uh New not, Orleans not with Taysom, Taysom Hill
0: is not getting a 10 point lead
3: on the Chiefs. <laughs> no, no, I don't see That's it. That's not a situation. Uh, and then and then honestly, <laughs> if they play the Titans again and up by seven and Titans are up by 17 or 14, I don't see them yeah. coming back again. I think this year's Ooh. Titans team is better on is better like in f- you know, defensive wise uh than last year, me personally. But uh I just, I don't think that Titans will allow that to happen again. I feel like they will literally just lean on Derrick Henry that game. Hey, Danny, what would happen if uh, Mahomes was down
1: ten to the Seattle Seahawks?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: probably, it, they'd probably have about six or seven more lead changes in that game. <laughs> I think like the the bottom line with the, with this discussion I think is it actually kind of, kind of reminds me a little bit of the Seahawks but not to the same extent as like you have you're leaning on Mahomes to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what the Seahawks are doing with Russell Wilson like if he's if he's not perfect they've lost the game this year. You know. And yeah. you know, I think it's less it's less of a factor with with the Chiefs cuz their defense is quite a bit better than the Seahawks but um I mean when you're falling behind like that you're just expecting your quarterback to do these great things every week. And there's some variants in there that like like Ryan was saying, can come back and bite them. So um, yeah, clearly it would be better if they they didn't lean on that going forward. Yeah.
3: And and that's that's pretty much what I'm coming for. Is like I like it's really like obviously you have the best quarterback. Some people say that might have might be one of the best quarterbacks ever played. You know, it's yeah. it's early for that, but he's he's showing that he can do it. But like just to lean on him to be perfect is is really hard because I'm not gonna lie. I thought Tampa Bay was gonna come back and win the game, but you see how much pressure Brady felt towards the end of that game, and he was just like, "Man, like I got to make sure I get this ball out of my hand because this rush is getting here." If Mahomes start feeling that type of pressure, obviously he he's really versatile and and he can move around the pocket, but you know if if somebody start hitting him a lot, man, towards the end of the game, because that's when defenses are starting to, to send a lot of pressure. You yeah. know, so towards the end of the game. If he's starting to feel flustered, you know it's it's, it's hard to, to play really good when when you're feeling that much pressure. Hey, just one quick question for you. You know, obviously you never
0: played against Mahomes, but is there something to especially late in games, just the frustration of playing in the fourth quarter when teams are going against the Chiefs? Are they just tired of seeing Mahomes make plays? Like, is there a a psychic frustration when you go against a guy like Mahomes who can do everything? That it's just kind of like a "here we go again" type of mentality. With yeah, it's, it's,
3: it's definitely frustrating because. For instance, if you're going against a quarterback, like I'm, I'm gonna say, like Cam Newton in his prom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Cam Newton in his prom, everybody was like, man, Cam can do everything. But the one thing you knew, if Cam starts scrambling, he's not about to chunk the ball 60 yards downfield. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> obviously, like a lot of times with him, it's like, all right, he can do everything, but you know, he can run, he can pass. But with Mahomes, he can literally be on one side of the field throw it across the field be have it on a line or throw it 70 yards down the field while he's on the run so it really makes it frustrating when you're watching somebody like him play because it it really shows like all right and all de- all coaches tell you this like uh you can't cover everything you know like it's it, like right. if you you have to you you have to give something up you know yeah. and uh and most defenses you know they know what their weak points are on the defense and it's like a lot of times Mahomes always finds that. And he always finds that when like, your defense break down and you're in the scramble mode and you're, it's it's called plaster, when you're in a plaster drill, when you're trying to stick to your guy when he's running around yeah. the field. That's when defense would break down and that's when it starts getting frustrating because that's when the DBs like, why can't y'all get there? And then the lead line is like, why can't y'all cover longer? You know, and it's just, it, that's when it starts it gets frustrating and now, you had a great game and now you're arguing on the sideline and the Mahomes over here just eating ketchup, you know, just happening, <laughs> you
0: know, so. All right. Nora so. Princiati has a question about the Steelers that has already angered Ryan Shazier. i let you, I'll let you say it, Nora, and I'll back away from the microphone.
2: Yeah, so I sort of forgot that these were going to be emailed around, including to Ryan before (laughs) I phrased this incredibly flippantly as why don't we care about the Steelers? What I mean by that is that Pittsburgh's 10-0, they're the only undefeated team in the NFL, but I don't feel like there's quite a consensus that they're the, the best team or that they should be a Super Bowl favorite. They have the best point differential. I think part of the skepticism, though, comes from the fact that they've won some close games. Five of their wins have been by a touchdown or less. Um, Seven of their wins also have come against teams with losing records. They have a great defense, great special teams. The offense maybe hasn't been quite up to that standard. So I'm wondering, and I know Ryan, I think, should probably answer this first. What do we think is the ceiling for the Steelers team? and do we think it's legitimate or illegitimate that maybe they haven't been crowned as the best team in the NFL up to this point?
3: No, I can definitely see why they're not crowned the best team. I was just looking at something. I think we had the thirty-two uh, strength of schedule <laughs> record. <Yep. laughs> no, <it's, laughs> so at the day, but like you can't get mad because like you don't choose and you like who you play against. You know, like, if they was like, hey, we could play against the Chiefs, I think they would line up and say, hey, we'll play them tomorrow. You know, because at the, end of the day is just. Like, competitors, they they want to feel like they're the best team. But if you go against who you go against. But I I think that the ceiling for the Steelers can keep going up. And the reason I say that is because with their offense is all young pieces. So, they're constantly getting better every week. And um, they have Ben who leads to him. So, I think that's good. The running game definitely has to step up. We out got 100 yards last week, which is good. Um, the defense and the special teams, I think we're fine with that. But I think that they really the offense just can keep growing. But you know, we do have close games versus sorry teams. But in the end of day, uh, we win them. You know, and 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 a lot of teams lose them. So it's the NFL. Every team is good. It's a you know uh, accumulation of all the best players in the world. So uh, you know, teams lose bad the bad teams all the time and. The, the, the thing that makes them, to me, the best team is that no matter who you go against, you, they're still winning these games while yeah. some people are letting them slip away, you know? So I think I think that's why. And then I think with the offense, I think you can't really key in on one guy compared to how it used to be, or two guys, mm-hmm. while with every other offense besides the Chiefs, you can kind of key in on one or two guys, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, Aaron Schatz over football outsiders actually ESPN uh, was writing today and he basically said that there's no metric that has that has the Steelers as the best team because of the strength of schedule and the close games and they're the the only 10 and 0 team to play an easier schedule at this point was the 2005 Indianapolis Colts uh, kind of a different team but I I think that that you're right Nora in the sense that they just haven't had I think when we're 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 trying to judge teams, it becomes a little bit almost like college, where it's like they just haven't had their marquee moment in prime time, and I, I that's that's deeply unfair, but that's just sort of how how the media works. I'll ask Danny Kelly: Is are, where are the Steelers right now in your sort of AFC hierarchy or NFL hierarchy? Are they're they number one. They're number
1: two. <clears throat> okay, they're number two in both the AFC and the NFL. I have them just behind the Chiefs, and I think they're. Honestly, the, I almost put them at number one this week because I think the, the narrative for a lot of the season was, like Ryan was alluding to, like they're playing down to their opponents kind of, Yeah, you know, they barely beat the Eagles who are a bad team and they barely beat the Cowboys that had come from behind <laughs> against the Cowboys. But the last two weeks they've trounced the, the like bad teams that they played, like they've blown them out. They didn't even look like, you know, they're on the same playing field necessarily. So I think they're kind of killing that narrative and there's not a whole lot of reasons now not to have them at number one, other than I guess, like honestly, if you're breaking a tie, like Mahomes is the, is the tiebreaker. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, I have them right there, right behind the chiefs. And it it was not an easy decision to put the chiefs number one. Um, especially after, you know, they, they've been struggling against the Raiders. They, they did win the game, but like for whatever reason, the Raiders are playing the chiefs really well this year. So, um, But yeah, I think the, I don't know, like I still, the Ben Roethlisberger thing is still kind of like, I guess the thing that's nagging at me. Cause like in some games, it's kind of like the Brady thing. In some games he looks really good. And and in other games it's like, man, he's like shaking his arm. His elbow seems to hurt. Can't push the ball down the field. So he's just been a little bit inconsistent, I think. And that's maybe like tugging, like tugging at me or nagging, nagging me a little bit. But, um, I don't know. It's like you're picking nits at this point. They're 10 and 0.
2: Ryan, I would actually love to hear what you think about this because I feel like late season Roethlisberger is like such a he always seems hurt and he also always seems indestructible. Like, do yeah. you, is
3: no, can you very, shed any true. light? That's very true. So uh, as a teammate of Ben, you know, I'm not going to throw any shade on him, but as a teammate of Ben, um, sometimes it does seem frustrating. You're like, man, is Ben hurt right now or is he not? Like, right. you know, like, because, because <laughs> and then obviously because he's getting banged up a lot, but and he's an older guy. He's thirty six or thirty eight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so he is an older guy. But sometimes you're like, man, like, like Ben, we like right now is not the moment. Like, we don't need you <laughs> hurt right now. <laughs> like, you know. So, uh, but the thing is, is like every time it's a big moment, it's like you always feel like you can lean on him too. So it's, yeah. it was. it's just, but it, it is like that. Oh my gosh, is Ben hurt right now. Like we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't deal with this. We can't deal with this. We don't, we don't. We don't need this type of pressure right now. We don't, we don't, we trust Mason, but I don't, I don't know if we want Mason in this game right now. Like, I don't yeah. know. Ben, I don't know. Ben's permanent state is having braces on every
0: single limb, and we <laughs> just have no idea what's going on with him at any point. It's amazing. Ryan, is there a weakness right now you're concerned with about the Steelers when we're looking at this, the the AFC and the, and the NFL in general?
3: I think the weakness with the Steelers is that we have to be more consistent with our game. You know, like our run game has to be more consistent because then it takes pressure off of Ben and the and, and everybody else. Um I I think that's the biggest issue with me is just more consistent with the run. Um I think when it comes to passing, Ben and and Deontay are actually like uh starting to figure each other out more now. And I think if they continue to figure each other out, then I think Deontay's gonna actually I know everybody loves Chase, but I think Deontay's actually our number one. And Ooh. And uh, because like obviously last week he went crazy, but or uh, I think we don't truly have a number one. I think we have a bunch of one A's, one B's, one C's. Yeah, know, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's like role okay,
1: players. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, I'm not even saying that they're role players. I think it's just that we have a bunch of guys. Like I feel like it's kind of how the Vikings were, but we have another one of those guys. Like I'm, yeah. I feel like, hey, all right, you're going to double chase this week. Okay, let's give Juju 19 targets. If you want to double Juju, all right, let's give Deontay 19 targets and. And those guys are stepping up. So I think that's one thing that really helps our team out a lot is because whoever you kind of like – you can't really decide, I'm going to take this guy out of the game because if you do, it's just like, all right, we just going to give it to the other guy. And I don't feel like a lot of co- quarterbacks are confident enough to do that with the other guy. So I I think that's the one thing that I'm, I'm happy about. But the run game definitely has to step up. I love that there are franchises that
0: haven't drafted a good wide receiver in like a decade. And the Steelers just have a bunch of 1As, 1B, 1C, whatever. You can rank them wherever. Nora, since it was your question, yes or no, are the Steelers going to win the AFC?
2: Yes.
0: Okay. So we do care Ooh. about the Steelers. What
2: yeah. a journey this is. We do care band. about them. I'm just an asshole. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs>
3: that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I like that. What about you, Danny? <laughs> what do you think? I
1: mean, if I had to pick right now, I would still go with the uh, the Chiefs coming out of the AFC. But I mean, I don't know. I I liked I I think the Steelers are really good. Like, don't get so, me wrong. So I think so th- Wait, this is sorry, my, hold on.
2: This... Is our question to win the AFC Championship or is our question yeah. to get the number one seed?
0: No, to to win the AFC champ to make the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So i
2: I would take the Chiefs.
3: Oh my! Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my so gosh! Look, so this is this is this is my thing with the Steelers. So, I don't know exactly how many points they score a game, but I know they're they're up there with the top teams, and yeah. I feel that the chiefs defense give up more points, so I feel yeah. if we're scoring just as much and giving up just as uh, giving up least I think like that just equips to us like winning the game, doesn't it like. <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't it? Don't, Numbers, don't <laughs> Numbers don't lie on that. Numbers don't lie. I'm just going to go analytics that, on you guys Nora. right here. I'm just going to go <laughs> analytics on you guys. Like, we're but not giving up that many points. We give up less li- points to anybody in the NFL if we're losing that game. All right. It's cool.
2: <laughs> what the listeners don't know is that before we started recording, I came in with the question of why can't you save a setting for where your seat is on your car? Yeah. And Ryan and company just were like, yeah, you can
0: do do that. that.
2: You just don't know how. (laughs) So like before anybody pressed record, it was already established just like who you should trust and listen to. And that's fine. That's That's correct.
0: Nora get a better car challenge 2021 is where we're (laughs) at with that. Danny Kelly, you have a question. And it's the question on everybody's mind.
1: Take it away. I'm actually... Becoming more and more, I guess, morbidly fascinated with this. <laughs> Who is going to win the NFC East? It's like a, it's like a car crash. You have to kind of look at it as you're going by, you know. And, oh, gosh, I mean, right now, I would say, I guess, do you want me to just answer my own question? Yes, who's going to win the NFC East? Please, I don't want to. I, I think it's going to be the Giants, oh, okay. but I'm starting to actually have a little bit more faith that the Cowboys will like mount this weird comeback. I don't have a ton of faith in the Eagles right now. And knock on wood. They're playing, they're playing my Seahawks this week, so that's probably like gonna jinx my Seahawks and and now the Eagles are gonna win that game. But yeah, I think that I think the Giants are gonna win it.
3: The Cowboys have the best quarterback right now. Andy Dalton?
1: I love this. Uh, this is I, let's 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 I, unpack this.
0: Let's unpack this. All right, Ryan, take us through take us through who's gonna win the NFC Easter.
3: Oh oh no. All right. I'm gonna have to go with the Cowboys just because my family okay. likes the Cowboys. I'm just I'm just okay. gonna like flip a coin right here. I just don't know. This who's is going where there. we are, yeah. The, the reason I would go with the Cowboys, I really just feel like overall their team is just better than everybody else's. Yeah. Like, like, they have yeah. the better the roster wise, they're just they're a better team, and their quarterback they have the best backup quarterback or what, uh, whatever you would say. But I feel Andy Dalton isn't playing any worse. Is not gonna play any worse than Carson Wentz or Daniel Jones. So. Mm. I feel like if they just like, hey Andy, don't try to make any big plays. Just get the balls to the the guys that actually need to make the plays. I think they can win games. So, Nora, mm-hmm. NFC East. I,
2: so I really wanted to make a case for the Giants here, in particular, yeah. because so they right now they have the best division record, so they could have a little they bit do? of tiebreaker help there. Yeah, so they're three and two. Um...
3: Oh, division worker. I thought you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I, I thought about the tie. So my fault. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So the most important
3: they, tie in history. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Truly, do you know what I really want? I do, I want the Eagles. I want the Eagles to win the division because I want them playing for that tie, which we just excoriated them for, to be the thing that wins the NFC East. Like, there's <laughs> nothing I want more than that. But I don't think it'll happen. I, I want to make the case for the Giants just because they they have the tiebreaker help, um, but they have Ravens, Cardinals, Browns. Seahawks, Bengals, Cowboys. I don't think that's quite the right order, uh, but those are the teams they have left and i i I think ultimately the Cowboys just have a little bit more talent, and it'll probably win out, and their schedule is actually even easier than New York's, but i there is a path for it to be the Giants,
0: so I think it's going to be the Cowboys because of the schedule, but I also just don't trust anybody and all these teams
3: stink. like I just We're talking I, I think about that... trust
2: a lot. This is like turning into therapy
3: is there a way that all of them can finish with the same record technically? Like? Oh yeah.
2: Oh, that like would be five, so glorious. Four
3: wins, five wins, <laughs> something like that.
0: I mean, at this point, it's like, I, I I mentioned that I'm in the same house with my, I think eight month old niece. Right. And it's like, you know, tr- trusting the NFC East to do this. It's like trusting a toddler to do anything. Right. Like you just you give them the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> give them the spoon. You put the food in there, but there's just no guarantee. It's going to go the three inches. It needs to go. Okay. You can and lead so, a horse to
1: water. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so with these NFC, these teams, <laughs> it's like, Oh, well, these guys have an easy schedule or this guy is the best quarterback out of the four bad quarterbacks. So this is the best roster. And, but there's a reason that these teams are in this position. And if they actually had the things that we keep ascribing to them, like an easy schedule, they wouldn't be three, five and one, they wouldn't be three and six. So I just, I, I think that it's guessing what's going to happen in this division is uh, is again very similar. Just guessing what <laughs> yeah. what the, the eight month old is going to do. Hey,
3: the Giants are on a two game winning streak. So,
2: well, so the come. Giants are also like they're they have some good good mojo. Like they could have some good end of season mojo.
0: Wasn't there just a confrontation with Mark Colombo like last week? <laughs> yeah, but. <they're... laughs>
2: I'm still, I'm just like sobbing, laughing, picturing the NFC East as just like mashed peas on the side <laughs> yes. of a toddler's face. No, you know it's crazy yes. though?
3: Imagine, imagine the, the Giants go, right? They win a the playoff game. I mean, they go to the playoffs and win a game. What if the, what, like, what if the NFC East team makes a run in the playoff? So I, the Giants, when Daniel
2: Jones doesn't turn the ball over, are like oh actually God. not terrible. It's just that that doesn't happen really ever.
3: Yes. That's correct. So, he so, turns the ball over So Washington every doesn't game. have a chance, though. Washington doesn't have a chance.
0: I mean, maybe they got they have an okay defense. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, the whole thing is just very strange to me. Uh, so let's get into a reader question, and this is an extension of the question that we're talking about. It's from Noah from uh, North Carolina. How far would an NFC East Super Team be able to go in the playoffs? <laughs> Who would be their quarterback and their coach? And then, by extension of this, is uh, how, would, they, would they win the NFC? Basically, uh, so Danny, is, we'll, we'll oh, so go ahead, Ryan. Is, is the GM Jerry Jones? Uh, yes. Yes, <laughs> he would be. Whoa. Who's the best? So who's the best? I think Howie <laughs> might be a better GM than Jerry I Jones, right? I think it's still
2: Howie. We got to give Howie.
0: Jerry's the owner. Give, give Howie Jerry's a the chance owner. With the
2: super team. <laughs> Jerry's
0: the owner and Howie's the
2: GM. Well, no, that's not good because then they're going to fight.
0: I mean, I it can't be any worse than what's going on right now. Can it? Iron iron sharpens iron. We let them fight. Uh all right. So their their quarterback, we'll start here, Ryan. Uh their quarterback and coach I mean, I don't even know. Is this is this
3: healthy teams or unhealthy teams?
0: Yeah. Oh uh, well, no, it's right now. It's right now. Okay, so okay. we couldn't put Dak Prescott on the, on it.
3: <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that would, that would that clearly...
0: would because if Dak Prescott was on the Cowboys, I think that they would have
3: Exactly. But are they like two losing more, with two more team?
0: wins. Yeah, but I think they would have at some point been able to steal two two games that they hadn't yeah. right now.
3: All right. So, coach, you have to go with you're gonna have to go with Doug Peterson. Okay, me too. Yeah. I think so, yeah. You, you yeah, have, you have to go with, he won a Super Bowl and nobody else. Well, Mike McCarthy has, but yeah, yeah, Aaron, <laughs> Different, he had deal. Aaron, Different deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. So uh yeah. um qu- quarterback. I don't know if I can go with Carson Wentz, man. Oh, he turns gosh. the ball over extremely too much. Uh Alex Smith. Yeah, okay. So Alex Smith
0: and this changes the question for me because it probably is Alex Smith and 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 I can't believe that we're we're here with that. <laughs> and I was trying to talk myself into the NFC East Super Team getting pretty far because the roster wouldn't be bad, right? Be I mean, good. you'd have You'd have your Lane Johnsons, your Chase Youngs, your your Demarcus Lawrence. There'd be some depth there, I think, right? But it's quarterback, it's coach, and then you're just looking at what what is this?
3: I don't think Nora like a quarterback. No,
2: so here, no, I actually I like your quarterback. <laughs> what I'm pondering, I think Ron Rivera might be my coach, especially if okay. if Jerry's the owner and Howie's the GM. Like, I just want a calm personality.
3: Okay, Ron Rivera's a good guy, but it's like, are we trying to make like a winner Super Bowl, or are we just trying to like? Yeah,
1: we're we trying
0: training. to have a good time. Are we, down. Down. are
3: we trying to just have good vibes,
0: or are we trying to win? I'm,
2: like I'm really, I'm really worried about the vibes. Because also, you have to remember, you got
0: people like Amari Cooper coming. Like these guys are just learning. They're gonna, they're gonna come together in one week. So we got to get the schemes up to up to not really quickly. Right. And so Doug Peterson's done that. He, he let Nick Foles win a Super Bowl before. So you're going to have to just create a super team really, really quickly. And I think Doug Peterson is probably the best coach for that. Cause he would just implement the schemes really quickly. You know, he got Alex, Alex Smith. Yes. It was Alex Smith and Amari Cooper need to develop chemistry very quickly. And Dougie P can ha- make I feel, it happen. I feel
3: like Alex Smith out of all of those quarterbacks, obviously he had a few rough games, but he's, he's, he has the most history of not turning the ball over, so I'm, a, yeah, I'm that's true. A, that's yeah. why I chose Alex Smith.
0: He's gonna have Terry I McLaren think... now. Oh, like, he already has him, I guess. Dude. But Amari Cooper had... and Terry McLaren.
1: Yeah, NCD. I, NCD. I think yeah. I, this feels like this feels like the question everybody asks every year is like, can Alabama beat an NFL team? It's like,
0: and the answer is no. If
1: you put together a, a NFC East Super team, it's gonna be a fucking good team. Like there's going to be yeah. some incredible
3: players. I agree with right, that. Which is why line. I'm
2: worried about the vibes. It's going to be an amazing
3: team. It's going to be an
0: amazing <laughs> roster. Yes, Brian, that's it. It's going to be an amazing <laughs> roster with a terrible coach and a terrible quarterback.
3: Right, Oh, man. So then it comes down like they, what happens when you feel go against Andy Reid and, and Patrick shirts. Mahomes.
0: I ca- I kind of feel like they would too, but I just again this is a quarterback-driven league.
3: they will be they will be the uh, Seahawks though. Oh yeah, destroy them.
0: <laughs> their, their defense would be really good and their skill guys would be good and their line, you could get a really good line out of four teams. Yeah, hundred percent. I think like, who, be their run- who would,
1: would be their good. running back? I guess you have to go with Zeke.
3: You can't you can't go with nobody uh, else but Zeke yeah, I understand he's yeah, having a rough year, but you're you're not going with uh Gib uh Gibson. You Gibson, with, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The thing about Danny about the college thing is that we know like Nathan Peterman just beat Clemson and then Nathan <laughs> Peterman came to the NFL and was the worst quarterback <laughs> in the history of football. So the the, mm-hmm. the college question is always a little. This is a little different. This is more. I think this is more about how important a quarterback and a coach is relative to the rest of the roster. So it's a different debate. I think.
1: I think in reality, like like you said, you can't. It'd be like they would probably be terrible because they'd all have to be learning the playbook. They'd all have to be learning how to communicate with each other and all the stuff that actually does matter on a football fi- On a football field, and so. I mean, like, it's fun to think about, but, like, in reality, they'd probably be terrible just because they would not be on the same page.
3: You know, what the, Where you would know they what's play? crazy? You know what the, the crazy thing is? They're, they're definitely Roll. playing Dallas. They're definitely playing Dallas. Yeah, you know, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, the craziest thing is that all the best teams have the simplest methods of beating people. Like, yes. like, uh Like Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Obviously, like, everything looks crazy, but, every, like, their concepts are all the same. Like, and when it comes to defense, the best defense is running, like, four coverages the whole game. Like, a lot of times when people change things up, that's when they're, like, losing. So, if, I think if you, like, especially with their defense, they'll be like, hey, we run a cover three, cover one, and we might run, like, a man blitz. And that's it. Like, we're not, we might, that's, we're not doing too much because they have good pieces. They'll have, like, they're not using Dallas corn, D, uh, DBs at all, though. Like at all <laughs> yeah their yeah.
0: dbs might be a problem <laughs> wow all i know is the nfc east super team would win the nfc east that's all i know no, 100%. <laughs> that's all 100%. i know this episode is brought to you by state farm there's no better feeling than a personal win and the state farm personal
1: price plan can help you do just that
2: Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodello.com. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
0: This
1: episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search
0: match with Indeed. Add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook this season. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlay, and exclusive always on promotions to let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, they even get you your winning safely in as little as 24 hours. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. Seriously, there's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. My favorite bet this week on the Thanksgiving games, in particular on the FanDuel Sportsbook, is the Pittsburgh Steelers favored by four over the Baltimore Ravens. If you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and be sure to sign up with promo code RINGERNFL so they know I sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code RINGERNFL. 21 and up and present in present New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, Iowa, and Tennessee. First online bet, real money, wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-GAMBLER, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Illinois. Tennessee Redline 1-800-899-9789. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, let's get to uh, the second round of questions. Uh, again, mine is on top here in the show sheet, so we'll just start with it. Uh, can the Saints make a Super Bowl with Taysom Hill at quarterback? No Princiati, take it away.
2: Yes, I think that they can. I think that... So, it, here's the biggest part of that to me is whether or not they hold on to the top seed in the NFC. Um, like practically speaking, I think if you just, just want to look at sort of their ceiling on the field, yes, I think they would need a few breaks, but I think their defense is good enough. Their special teams are good enough. Taysom, as long as he doesn't start turning the ball over a ton, actually had 10.1 yards per attempt against the Falcons, which was the second highest from that week, which I like. As something that can take advantage of their skill players in some new ways and they can get some different stuff on film. That said, if you are operating in that like slightly shaky territory, it really is gonna help to have the buy. And they're eight and two. They have one game left that's just gonna be a tough bet, which is the Chiefs game. Like anything can happen, but I would not necessarily pencil that one in as a W. Um, the Packers have the tiebreaker over them because they beat them earlier this year. Obviously, the Packers could lose another game. The Rams and the Seahawks still play each other. So there's at least one loss Mm -hmm. for somebody there. But to me, the biggest question is basically, can they hang on to the top seed in the NFC? Because then I just think it's a much easier path.
0: Right. So to me, the biggest question is what you alluded to, which is Taysom Hill not turning the ball over and being competent and making enough plays. And yeah, I get two rushing touchdowns. They but. Also, how good that defense can be, because that defense has had so much talent over the past couple of years. We've been waiting for it to sort of pop this year, whether that's, you know, Lattimore getting healthy. I mean, they pressured Matt Ryan on Sunday. So I I think that it's more about just kind of basic competence from Taysom Hill and then and then the defense becoming what it's capable of. Ryan, uh, what did you think of Taysom Hill on on Sunday and what, I guess, problems does he present to a defense Obviously he's not gonna be breeze, he's not gonna be close to it, but what can they scheme up to get him going a little bit uh for the rest of the year? As and you know, pretty good start on Sunday.
3: Me personally, I didn't I thought he had a decent game. He did enough like to just keep them in the game. Um they went against the Falcons. So yes, uh, that's a Random good warm up. Yeah, that's a that's a good warm up game for him. Um and then he's going against the Broncos, so uh, I, I I feel I don't think they can win a Super Bowl. I mean, not, I don't I don't think they can get to a Super Bowl with him. But I think I think he's just I think he's like a placeholder. I think he's just yeah. good enough to just help the team just get by. But I I don't I don't really trust him much as a as the quarterback. You know, I think yeah. he's more of a specialty guy. I think he's more like kind of like Lamar a little bit because like imagine that like that one throw he threw to Emmanuel Sanders that he threw then it got fumbled and the Falcons got yeah. the ball back. Like yeah, that kind of showed you how strong his arm is. And then once defenses kind of see that, they they know like, all right, he's capped off at like 40, 50 yards. So like we can over, pretty much underplay everything, you know, and yeah. I, I think the, the defense are gonna start underplaying all most of his routes. They're not gonna expect him to go deep and then but then he's gonna to try to start running the ball a lot. They just got to be prepared for when he runs the ball. Uh, to me, I don't. I think the Saints are a good team, but I don't think they're they're gonna be able to make it to the to the Super Bowl with with tasting that quarterback.
1: Danny Kelly. Yeah, I think I I'm right in that same sort of area in terms of I think he in term in terms of like a backup quarterback, he's pretty good. Like he he did a good job of moving the football. Um, schematically, he I think makes things difficult enough for the opposing defense to like, you know, get them to move the ball. I think the Saint it's gonna be interesting because the Saints will have to keep running the ball well because they really need that play action game to make Taysom effective, I think. Like, like Ryan was saying, like defenses aren't gonna probably respect him too much as a passer, but if they can really marry that play action game really well, um, that could be like a big key for them. I lean towards not having them as a Super Bowl team though, with Taysom Hill under. Under center. Um, I would just say that's it's asking, it's asking him to do a lot. And I don't know if the Saints are like that balanced and, and that good on defense. We'll see as, as they go down the stretch, but um, I definitely wouldn't have them as my top pick nor would I.
0: I i i just think that there's a ceiling there i think if breeze comes back to are my nfc team but again we don't even know what breeze will look like when he comes back i mean this is we're talking about broken ribs <sighs> 11 trips long yeah yeah 11 yes. ribs and and a punctured lung i mean it's not for me i think that the, the, the media was kind of cavaliero when, when he comes back with the ground running i don't know i i just think it might it might take a little bit when you when you have that kind of injury in late november weird things can happen
3: well one of my close friends is a uh, a radiologist, so he looks at okay. those type of X-rays all the time and oh like, those type of images all the time. And he t- and I'm not trying to say I'm a doctor, but he is a doctor. You know? And <laughs> he, he was telling me um, that by the time they say that Drew Brees would come back, that uh, his lungs and uh, his lungs and ribs will still hurt tremendously. If he oh. gets sacked one time, he'll probably break them again. So I don't, I, me personally, I don't, yeah. I don't see him coming back this season. Like based I'm off, the of, no. I'm the same. Correct. Based off of what my my friend was telling me, and uh, I don't feel like he had a reason to lie to me about that one. <laughs>
0: you know. Yeah, uh, Ryan, you have a question about the AFC Wild Card picture.
3: So, before the season, everybody were big. We have the Ravens winning, you know, all this stuff. So, sure, is it possible the Dolphins or the Browns make the playoffs and the Ravens don't? Wow. Nora
2: (laughs) is it? It's definitely it's possible. It's totally totally,
3: what what do you mean? Do you think it will happen?
2: I well, So I think the Browns will. I think the Raven. I think the Browns will make it. I think the Ravens at this point are more likely to make it than the Dolphins. Now, I think the Dolphins, even though they had a bad game last week, I, I trust what the Dolphins are putting on the field more. But the Dolphins at this point have the math problem. The Ravens have the how they're playing problem, but I think still since they have so they play the Steelers at least as of now that game is still scheduled to happen and then they have Cowboys Browns Jaguars Giants Bengals and there's enough in there that I think their odds are still pretty good whereas Miami um, now has Jets Bengals Chiefs Patriots Raiders Mm -hmm. Bills so that's a hard last month of the season. I, I think if you put them head to head right now, I would rather be on the Dolphins side in that actual matchup. But given the schedules, I think the Ravens are still more likely to squeak in.
3: Oh, yeah. The Ravens schedule isn't that hard. Yeah. At that I mean, the right Ravens
0: now. schedule isn't hard, but they're also just they They look a little bit lost as a football team right now. And, and obviously, they're going to have a really strange week playing Pittsburgh on a short week with with the COVID positives and and you know the facility shut down and going virtual yesterday. I just think there's a lot of weirdness right now. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think that they're obviously. Three wild card spots. Right now it's Tennessee, Cleveland, and and Vegas are the three teams. I think Baltimore finds a way to get that seven seed or even that six seed. I think the Browns, Titans, and Ravens are who you're looking at. I don't think it's necessarily the Dolphins year or the or the Raiders year as much as I really love that that Gruden build. I think Gruden and Mac have done a great job on that. It's a different podcast. But I, I think the Ravens will find a way, again, as you said, kind of the the math part of it. Danny, where are you right now on the Ravens
1: and, and their playoff hopes? Yeah, I think. I'm in, I'm in that, again, I'm in that same boat. I think it's, the the schedule definitely favors the Ravens. And I don't think, I mean, even as much as they've sort of struggled on offense and stuff, they still have the foundation to win games because they've got a good defense, they've got good special teams, and they can run the ball. Even if Lamar's is continue, get, going to continue to struggle, I still think they can get, like, they can beat those teams. So, I le- I definitely lean the Ravens beating the Dolphins. The Dolphins offense, too, kind of, like, took a, it felt like it took a big step back last week. Like, obviously, they haven't been an explosive offense all year. And then they went to Tua, and Tua looked pretty good, but they were, like, winning with special teams and defense, really. You know? And then this this offense just couldn't do anything. And they obviously brought in Fitzpatrick, and that's this whole other thing. So, to me, it's like, I, I just, I think I have the same kind of worries with the Dolphins as I do with the Ravens is their offense is feeling a little bit broken and the and the Ravens schedule is just way easier <laughs> so I think that's yeah. kind of yeah
3: now to me when I just came up with this question I just thought it was just it's crazy how you know just this situation you know yeah. like nobody yeah. would even thought of this in the beginning of the season
0: Totally, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah, and, and you know, with Miami having the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Raiders, obviously, and and obviously playing the Raiders is huge. If, if there's a tiebreaker, I just kind of feel like there's not a path there. Uh, Ryan, with this this wild card picture in particular, I, I know I know it's crazy. I'm one of these people who did pick the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Yes, I feel bad about it. Um, did you anticipate things would ever get? And I don't want to say this bad because again, they're probably going to make the playoffs. But when you see this Ravens team, are you surprised that? again, I I don't want to throw around the word caught up with, but are you surprised that the Ravens are in the spot they're in right now?
3: To be honest, I'm not. And the reason I'm not surprised is Lamar is a really, you know, great football player, like football player, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's a great quarterback. And a lot of times when you watch them play, it kind of seems when they lean on Lamar to be a passer, it doesn't seem like he's comfortable. Yeah. And and he doesn't really have that many weapons as is, but he doesn't seem that comfortable to me. And Lamar kind of reminds me of how Kaepernick was when the 49ers went to the Super Bowl. You know, like that one year he went to the Super Bowl and then people are starting to figure out how they play. And, you know, and it's just now they're all in the shambles and trying to figure things out. And um, I think last year was their year to win it and they, they slipped it up. And I think now it's just gonna start going downhill so do you think there's any path for him to get back to where he was last year? I feel the I feel like the only way Lamar would get back to where he was last year is like he's going to have to really take this offseason and go with some type of quarterback coach or go with like a Russell Wilson or somebody that plays somewhat like he like someone that was kind of how he was before. Obviously, Russell Wilson is always an established quarterback. Sure. But go with somebody that, that has the same type of uh, ability that he has. But obviously everybody can't run like him, but that, that can throw on the run and and go to one of their coaches or spend time with them just trying to get better at their craft. And I think he would get better like that. But I think they need to stop trying to lean on him so much as a football player and just to make plays. And he has to figure out what's the best way to become an effective quarterback and and sit in the pocket and find the best, the best, uh the best player that's open and actually read defenses. Because sometimes he looks lost out there when he's seeing defenses, and and uh, and now it just depends on his legs. And after a while, people are not just going to let you beat them running the ball all game. Not not with their quarterback, they're not. Hmm. Interesting. No,
0: speaking of exciting quarterbacks, Nora has a question about the Cardinals.
2: Yeah. So my my Cardinals question is similar to my Steelers question, except I was much more polite about it. Which was to phrase it as what's the ceiling for the Cardinals? How far do we think that they can go? They're in kind of a different situation from Pittsburgh, where I think there's been a lot of eagerness to kind of hype up the Cardinals, but sometimes, and sometimes they're so exciting, other times they're a little bit shaky, other times I'm like, this offense is going to be great and maybe they could make a playoff run, but then Cliff Kingsbury is going to like try for a 65 yard field goal on second down. And yeah. <laughs> I am at a lot. Just so learn Just learn
0: about innovation, Nora. It's called being on the cutting edge.
3: Yeah. Football is not a sport for that.
0: No. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a great question because, and this is something that we've been talking about for a couple of weeks is where they have one of the best quarterbacks in football, their coach, I is generally a good coach, still has flaws. I'll start with you, Danny, because you're you're our NFC my, NFC West maestro here. The Cardinals. Where are they going?
1: I see them as one of those teams, and this is maybe gonna sound just like cliche or whatever, but like they could go on a run. They they have the quarterback to yeah. um, you know, be he's so dynamic both with his both with his, with his arm and his legs. Um I don't see them as like a really complete team. Um they're pretty inconsistent. I would say, and so I don't like think they're a favorite necessarily, but they're the type of team that could get hot, and because they, they have superstar players, you know, especially on offense. So I don't know. I, I feel like they're, it, it, I to me, they're in the so- same sort of, I guess, category or rung as the Seahawks because they have like a very exciting, dynamic offense, but they don't feel like a complete team to me, and they they're flawed enough where it just wouldn't be surprising if you know they lost, but at the same time. It wouldn't be all that surprising if they just, like, tear through some opponent because they're so good on offense.
2: Their defense is better than the Seahawks, but I think they take a step back in coaching and experience.
3: Yeah, and 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 I think—
1: Offensive talent. Like, Wilson's a better passer, a better pure passer, you know, especially, like, in—I would say, like, he's shown over his career, like, crunch time. He's very, very good. So, I don't know. it. But I, I put them in that same sort of category as a team that could get hot and make a run, but at the same time, I don't see them as a favorite right now just because they're they're flawed enough you know, that and, and inconsistent enough that it, I just don't have a ton of confidence.
3: Yeah. Ryan, wh- what's the path for the, so for I, the Cardinals? So I had Kyler uh, Murray as my MVP this year. Yeah. Do you think it's too late for him to win it still?
0: That's a great question. So they have two games against the Rams, and then... A bunch of crappy teams, including two NFC East teams left. I think that if he was going to do it, he had to have done it in either of those. I think against the Seahawks
3: last week, I think.
0: Yeah, he did one game. I think he would have had to have done it again and to put up 21 points, take a step back in there. I think it might be. If they win out and he turns into Patrick Mahomes for the next six games, I think there's probably a little bit of a possibility, but I think that right now he's probably. Buried I'll at, you know, like fourth, yeah. fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh on the on
3: the yeah. on the right, depth cool. chart right now. Nah. So, but I, I was just wondering because I, you know, he was my dark horse. I just you yeah, know, yeah, threw yeah. It all day. no. Nah, so, but he's actually playing really well. I actually think that they're the best team in in the division. Me personally, mm-hmm. um, the Rams are good, and Jared Goff had a good game. But for some reason, like since Jared Goff got into the NFL, I don't really trust him that much. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's <fair>. for <laughs> some reason. <laughs>
3: I just don't trust reason. him. I don't yeah, trust him. I, I feel like yeah. I trust Kyler more because I feel like yes. Kyler really just shows you who he is. You know, like Jared Goff is like, sometimes you're going to have 300 yards. He's going to throw it for 50 times. And then some games, you're like, who is this guy back here at quarterback? You know, mm, and, right. and um, their offense is like, they have a, a committee of backs and things like that. So that's why I kind of feel the, the offense of the Cardinals, to me, is more consistent. Obviously, the Rams have a better defense. But I definitely feel like they can go on a run. And I feel that the, the when we were talking about defenses earlier, I feel like the Cardinals have the pieces to understand. Like, all right, they understand Buddha Baker is the playmaker over there. They're starting to figure out where to put Isaiah Simmons on their team. Uh, Patrick Peterson, he's going to have to slow down on getting, giving up the deep passes and things like that, yeah. obviously. Um, but I feel like they're actually figuring things out. You know, I feel like they're they're understanding who who makes plays, who's actually uh a big piece over there. And I think that can help them turn things around and actually not turn things around, but actually help them go on a run. Uh I I don't trust the Rams' offense as much. I trust their defense a lot. I don't trust their offense as much when it comes to trying to make a run. Um, the Seahawks, I trust their offense, but I don't trust their defense. <laughs> yeah. And then uh the 49ers is just they're out of the picture. So
0: so we did this exercise a couple weeks ago, me, you, and Nora, about how many teams can make the Super Bowl. Uh, do you think that the all three of those NFC West, West teams can make the Super Bowl? Is it just the Cardinals? Is it just the Seahawks and, and, and the Cardinals? How
3: do you view that that division and who has a path to the Super Bowl? I'm going to be honest. I feel like out of those three, I know, I know Dan's not going to like this one, but out of those three teams, I feel like the two teams that can actually make the Super Bowl are the Rams and the Cardinals. Oh no, Danny! Oh, I mean, no, I, Danny. I don't
1: have a strong—I don't have a strong reaction to that. I mean, my faith in the Seahawks—he's <laughs> he's,
2: he's de- he's dead inside. The, he's been dead always, all season. Danny's the meme of the smiling mask with yeah. the yeah. guy crying <laughs> behind it right
0: now. No, <laughs> st- no strong reaction uh, to Ryan Shazier <laughs>
2: ruling
0: really my team out of making Super Bowl.
3: Danny, ball. he's
2: Ryan Shazier. He like knows a lot <laughs> yeah. about this. Yeah,
0: a lot more than us.
3: A lot That's more no, than us. No, I'm not going. I'm not. No, I'm not going to say that. I like to. T- I just like to go against the grain a lot. You know, just yeah, yeah. me. But but the reason I say that I, I just don't trust their defense and like you said before, yeah. it's like trying to be perfect for a quarterback, Mahomes has done it consistently. But and Russell's done it. But you we have seen Russell get in situations where he's like, man, like I can't I can't bring us back from this, you know. And I feel like sometimes the Cardinals defense show up way more than Seattle. And we know the Rams defense is going to show up. And you know when you have a yeah. good defense, you always in the game. So
2: yeah. may I just offer one one note on the Cardinals. That yeah, I'd forgotten that? about.
3: Yeah. They lost to the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, That's like any, any given yeah. Whatever. And this is what but I was like, and this is what I was talking about before. You know, like it still does have what the worst record the worst schedule in the NFL, but at the end of they're 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 getting them, they're winning, you know. So you just gotta you just gotta Hey, we're all they're all NFL teams except the Jets. So um <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. as long as you're winning the game that's all that matters honestly you know, yeah. so. survive in advance nora yeah Don't they're lie.
2: all nfl uh, teams except the jets
0: except the jets <laughs> except the jets danny kelly who's who's on tilt after after <laughs> finding out the seahawks were not going to make the super bowl uh you have a question uh,
1: yeah i so, said uh, this is kind of you know you can insert any other team if you want but i was going to say if Of the Cowboys, Chargers, and 49ers, these teams stood out to me. Which team has the best chance to take, like, this massive next step and look like a real contender in 2021? And feel free to insert other teams, but to me, those three teams stood out.
0: Do you want to answer your your own question first?
1: Uh, Yeah, so I'm just going to throw the Chargers off of here because they're the team, like, they're just, you know, I don't trust the Chargers Cursed. to do anything. I also don't know are they going to have another coach next year? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's okay. gonna, there's a lot of moving pieces there. And then the Cowboys have been this team to me that's like really talented, have all the pieces and they just can't put it together for whatever reason and the coaching situation hasn't been great this year. So, I guess I'm I'm defaulting to the 49ers because I think they've mostly just been hurt by tons and tons of injuries this year and I know the quarterback situation is sort of a question mark in in San Francisco, but I trust Shanahan enough to like figure it out. If he's got Mm -hmm. a, if he's got a full, not, you don't even have to be fully healthy. If you're just like a little bit healthier than they are this year, because they just had like 20 people go on the injured reserve this season and it's all kind of falling apart. I think of those teams, I, I could see the 49ers kind of like jumping back into contention, looking more like the team they were in 2019. They, to me, look like the sort of dark horse contender for 2021.
0: Nora.
2: So I did the same thing, which was basically just default to the 49ers because I trust their <laughs> infrastructure and, and don't really trust the coaching situation either in Dallas or with the chargers. I do want to say on the chargers, if we have any listeners who are professional astrologers or experts, yes. in, horse get in touch jokes, with Nora. if you could get at me in my DMS, they're open. I would really love to talk to you. I've found that celebrity mediums are kind of hard to get on the phone and I'm out of earthly <laughs> explanations for what's going on with the Chargers. So I'm seeking yeah. advice from the stars and I'd really appreciate it if anyone could help me out with that. Um, I think the extent of the injuries should help the 49ers next year because they'll get guys like Bosa back. And then I think Shanahan can do that, whether it's Garoppolo or someone else, they can move on from Garoppolo without much of a Cat penalty, but then they'd have to find a new quarterback. So pick yep. your poison. But I think just the infrastructure gives them an edge over, over those two teams, plus the fact that the Chargers are cursed. Who's
1: the best quarterback that could end up on the 49ers next year?
3: Dak Prescott.
1: Oh, that would <laughs> be <Wow>. fun.
3: <laughs> um, great question. That would well,
1: be who, fun.
0: Who would be expendable? Because a lot of these quarterbacks are tied up in these mega contracts, and they, they can't be blind. right. And so Would they have I mean, enough money to pay him though? Uh I mean it, w- are, are the Cowboys gonna let him reach true free agency or they're just gonna tag him again?
3: I don't I don't know because I don't know if they're tanking or they're trying to win. I don't know what they're trying to do right now. So uh <laughs> um I don't I don't have the Cowboys as a contender next year. I have a Chargers mm-hmm. as a contender. Um but the thing is, is Anthony Lynn like is is this like a formula for getting fired how he's coaching right now? Because I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't really see him as a bad coach. Last year he had really bad injuries. This year he has a rookie quarterback. Obviously, they're everybody's coming back and winning the game on them. But um, do you guys think he's getting fired this year?
2: I think he's a good coach, and I also think he's getting fired this year.
3: I think he's a good coach, and I think he's got.
0: I mean, kind of similar problems, strangely enough. And I think Andy Reid was a better coach twenty years ago, but it's the same sort of vibe where he 95% of the time is a good coach. And then he just has the ability to blow these games. He shouldn't. And obviously Andy Reed 20 years ago was one of the best coaches in football. Anthony Lynn is not, but I just think that the, the, the late stages of the halves and the games and all of these crazy endings and stuff, it just undoes the positives he's able to do. So at some point, I think they have to at least look at it. I think you probably give them one more year, but I, there there has to be something we go we're wrong in in with the Chargers for for them to keep blowing yeah. games like this.
3: I think if you give them one more year, I think they'll be a real contender with him. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Cowboys are going to do with their quarterback situation, so I, I, I that's why I can't pit them. Uh, I hope they keep Dak, but I don't know if they're going to keep Dak. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with the Chargers over the Cowboys. With the 49ers, I just never trusted Jimmy Garoppolo. And I feel if you put another quarterback in there, I just don't know who will be the guy to, to lead them to a championship, you know? Um, mm, yeah. So that's why I don't have the 49ers. And is it too late to have the Dolphins? I know they're, like, kind of contending right now, but are they really contenders right now? Like, Because I would prefer yeah. to put the Dolphins over, like, these other teams. Like, I, I would take the Chargers over the Dolphins, but I feel like I'll go, like, Chargers, Dolphins, Four ers Cowboys. Like, I I just... The reason I have Cowboys so far behind is because I really don't know their quarterback situation. Ryan, do you think the Dolphins and the Chargers could win the Super Bowl next year? Oh, you
0: saying win the Super Bowl. No, oh, no, whoa, I'm, a- I'm asking. It's a separate question. <laughs> it's a separate <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Do you think uh, those two teams... Those two teams have the capability to win the Super Bowl I feel in 2021? I feel the Chargers
3: okay. do. I don't know about uh, the Dolphins. I feel like the Dolphins... Uh, they have a great coach, and if their defense plays consistently on the level that has been playing the last few weeks, it's possible. But we yeah. have to really see how Tua is going to be when they actually like trust Tua. You know, like they, yeah. it's like they have like they're just trying to figure things out. I think they're just trying to get into the playoffs right now, and it's like and uh, Flores is just like, all right, I'm just going to ride with the hot hand. Let me just figure yeah. out this. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm just, he j- over here just juggling the pieces. Let me just see what works, you know, and. Uh, but I, I don't think the char- I don't think the Dolphins can win it next year. But I definitely think the Chargers, because I think uh, out of all the quarterbacks right now, uh, I thought Joe Burrow was having a good season until he got hurt. Um, and I actually think that with Joe Burrow healthy, I think they can be a better team next year. The Bengals, I think the mm-hmm. division's gonna be a lot better next year. But I think I think Justin. I mean, I think Herbert's a really good quarterback. So I think that they they have a possibility. That's why I feel like they shouldn't fire. Anthony Lynn because I think they need to give him a chance to have uh, some, you know, uh, normacy, like, t- yeah. like not normacy, but some type of stability there and just try to help him. Because once you start changing coaches and pinning so many different schemes and different coaches, yeah. that kind of messes up players. And I, I think that will really mess him up.
1: That was Herbert's yeah. issue at Oregon too. Yeah, I think he played in like four different offenses at Oregon. And so it's mm-hmm. just like changing every year. Um the Dolphins to me feel like a team that's playing with house money this year. Yeah. You know, they're great. they're good enough to like make a run, I think, but they're definitely a twenty twenty-one contender in my mind. Like a team that could get really good quickly. You know, they got two first rounders, a bunch of calf space, they can do a lot of different things this offseason. So if Tua comes on, especially, they're going to look really good next year.
3: And then they could, you know, they could, uh try to trade up and get Trevor Lawrence. You never know.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's a shame oh, like that the Cardinal. Jets are probably the Jets are probably going to get Trevor Lawrence because there are certain situations, and maybe it's whoever gets Justin Fields, but there are certain situations where their teams if, where if they get a great young. Rookie quarterback, they might be contenders next year. It's just, it's just not going to be the Jets that they can turn around. I, feel, more in, I so. feel like
3: Justin Fields would do really good at the Cowboys. Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah. I think that would be really interesting. At the Cowboys.
0: It's a shame they're going to win two more games and then win, the, make the playoffs instead of getting, <laughs>
3: instead of getting a
0: top five pick.
3: Right. Yeah. Um. All
0: right. Uh. Ryan, you have our last question.
3: Yeah. So this is my bonus question. How long do you think Bruce Arians? and Brady marriage will last because like every time (laughs) it's a bad game, Bruce Arians is like, yep, like we're only going to win if if Tom plays good. If he plays bad, we're losing. So like, (laughs) I think that's kind of attacking your quarterback, you know? Yeah. So
0: I guess this is a question about the future. I think that when I look now at, you know, James Palmer at the NFL Network put this out today, uh, over the past six weeks, Brady on deep passes is, is three of 36. 3 for 36. And in weeks 1 through 4 he was 11 of 22, hitting 50%. So this is really bad. It's an 8% completion percentage, okay? Not great. And Arians obviously wants to throw those deep passes. He's throwing more than really Brady ever has. I think Jeff Darlington said today that he's throwing more than than when he had Randy Moss. Um, you know, obviously 13 years ago now. Um, so I, this all seems very strange. Ryan I will ask you having been in a locker room, obviously having been um, you know, at some points in your career, I'm sure you, you've had coaches apply pressure through the media or whatever. Uh, how does a player react to this? A player like Brady, who you've obviously played against, and how do you see this sort of playing out? Because you you,
3: you know this, having been in the locker room. So I, I said this in my podcast before. You know, coaches kind of coach players, kind of how they respond, especially when it's quarterbacks. Like they understand how their player responds to criticism, like public criticism. And they have that type of relationship. Um, I feel that Bruce Arians kind of know what type of player Brady is. He's really a competitor. Mm-hmm. So when somebody calls him out, I think he he's trying to get him to you know just you know just give him a kick like hey come on let's go. Uh, but I think Brady hasn't had this happen to him in twenty years this often. So I think I think it would kind of after a while just start getting aggravating. You know, uh, because for instance, like Coach Tomlin, he would call me out in front of the group in the team meeting sometime if I had a bad game, or but then he'd come back and talk to me and be like, hey, "Right, I had to do that so I can get let the guys know that I'm I'm, I'm tough on you too, but I yeah. we uh but I just I really need you to work on this 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 and this, and I feel like that Bruce Arians and Brady might have that type of relationship, but. Uh, Brady's not really used to getting called out because Belichick didn't really call out anybody. He was just like, so how are you guys keep winning? We just got to keep playing football. That's something that Belichick would say, you know? So um, Bruce Arians is more open minded and just going to say how he feel. So um, I think after a while he can just get aggravated and, and you know, I'm not going to say Brady will just retire after this year, but if people just start figuring out them more, I think Brady is going to want to finish on top than finish, you know, start losing and, and, you know, people starting to find out that he can't do things anymore. And then once you find out a quarterback can't do certain things, then it limits his game. You know, like when we played Brady, we knew he wasn't the best deep thrower, but he always found a deep throw win because they'll throw like a, a flea flicker in or they'll do a play action deep ball. Now it's just like, hey, Cut hike the ball, Mike Evans. I'm throwing it deep, and he overthrow him. Or AB, I'm going deep, and you overthrow him. It's like yeah. a lot of times they used to add a concept in there to help help him. Now it's just like, hey, I want you to be like Ben and throw these deep balls like Bruce Arians used to. And I don't think he's really doing that right now.
0: Nora, <laughs> as a oh oh Nora, seen a uh,
2: w- I just, saw a dog. So I got really yeah.
0: Creative. No, I know. I, I didn't want to. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh. Your face just lit up there. Nora, as a as someone who's covered Tom Brady, he has a two year deal. How long does this how long does this this Tom Brady career continue?
2: Well, Tom Brady career, I think beyond the two years because it's really important to him. Yes. And the deep ball has dropped off a lot. I actually I thought his velocity and his his arm strength looked pretty good at the beginning of the year. I actually oh, thought the, the first the <laughs> place you saw. Right. Um, And I thought the first place that you saw him look kind of like a quarterback of a certain age was more with his pressure sensitivity. That's Mm -hmm. changed recently. I think the stuff with Arians is probably not that big of a deal. It's certainly different from Belichick, who, you know, would have Brady in a meeting room and pull the, I can get a quarterback from Foxborough High that can throw better than that. But then in public say well, Tom's doing the best that he can. Nobody works harder than Tom, blah, 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 blah. With Arians, Brady was always, even immediately, going to have a much bigger opportunity to have the kind of relationship that he likes to have with people that he works with because Arians is just a relationships guy in a way that's similar to how Brady is and different from how Belichick is. I don't know how he's processing that. I don't know if he's learning a little bit that maybe it's not quite all... He thought it would be cracked up to be, but I would still lean towards trusting that the behind the scenes stuff between the two of them is good and that he's enjoying being in an environment where, you know, you talk about how your kids are doing and and stuff like that a little bit more often. I, I can see it just being the two year contract and then he maybe even goes somewhere else. Right. Because I think what's important to him is just playing for a long time. And I think he's still been good enough this year that if unless he absolutely falls off a cliff next year he would still want to run it back again it's important to his business it's something that he's talked about for a long time and i think he's just going to keep he's going to keep pushing the envelope there pretty much no matter what
0: he's a front for tb12
2: (laughs) tb12 tampa i think they have opened or is opening
0: oh gosh uh danny kelly Oh, Ryan, what were we going to say? You look like you had some thoughts on TP-12 you said, Tampa.
3: You said two years after this, and then he's going to keep playing football? I think <laughs> like... he's going to keep playing. Oh, man. wasn't
0: 46. 46 was the target age, because that was what Noah and Ryan was able to do. And but Tom House's guys all think they can go to He's pushed
2: it back. He's the big 5-0, believe it or oh, not, God. has started to enter the oh, conversation. God.
3: Oh, God. If he keep throwing um, 8%, He's going to not allow it to be 5-0. They're going to kick him yeah. out of here. <laughs> he's going
0: to, <laughs> he's going to, to become... He's, maybe he's the next Drew Brees, where he just throws five-yard passes constantly and just becomes efficient that way. We'll see what happens. Danny, last word for you. Uh, what what is what needs to happen for the Bucks to, to win the NFC here? In An incredibly imperfect mm. conference. They are needs, as imperfect as anybody, I, but they still have a lot of talent, and I still kind of generally like them. What happens?
1: So... I kind of feel like the the Brady question is divided into several different categories, and a lot of people focus on the age and the arm and everything, but like there's less attention paid to the fact that he's on a new team with new receivers, and they didn't have a preseason yes. or off season, and yes. that really is sort of how their offense looks to me. They they go out there and half the time they're like really dangerous, like they look really good, you know, and and they're clicking, and then sometimes they just look like completely out of sorts, like Brady doesn't look like he's on the same page with people. And I think we kind of took it for granted for a long time that, you know, Brady knew the the offense in New England, like the back of his hand, and and mm-hmm. he was very familiar with all his receivers. He knew exactly what they were trying to accomplish all the time. He knew good relationship with long-serving offensive coordinators. All that stuff, like, does matter, I think. So I'm not, I'm not trying to give excuses for Tom Brady because I think he has to be better, but... Um, at the same time, I think that's also a a variable that we have to take into account. So if they can start to, I mean, like we've seen the the offense like really click and I think it, it, you know, if they can play in that way and, and start to kind of get on the same page and, and, you know, the same as what we were talking about the defense early on in the year, figure out plays that really work for Brady and, and this offense, um, and kind of stick with those. I think. That could definitely help them, and, and and if that means maybe they try and do more quick game stuff, I maybe that yeah. means Arians I, has I, to I kind of like I don't, relent. I don't know if
0: we've identified the plays that work, but I certainly think we've identified the plays that don't work for Tom Brady right, <laughs> right.
1: Now. right, right. So, uh, bottom line, I guess the is they have to adapt, and they have to figure, and they have to get on the same page a little bit better to I think be a Super Bowl team.
0: Yep. All right, guys, this is great. Ryan Shays here, Prince Ciotti, Danny Kelly. This has been the Ringer NFL Show on the Ringer Podcast Network on Sunday. Nora and I are back. Our regular schedule is next week.
1: Thanks for listening, guys.